Well, welcome aboard. My, my, as I look around, I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 current affairs, two hard copies, and a genuine Geraldo interviewee. But I gotta tell you, gentlemen, none of this impresses me. Because we have rules on this aircraft, and they're gonna be enforced. It's a lot like kindergarten. You'll keep your hands to yourself, you keep the decibel level down. And if any of you should feel the need to scream, spit, or bite, you get the treatment. Fuck you, pig. Gag and bag this Nazi muffin. <clears throat> See, this kind of thing puts me in a foul mood. These rules will be enforced. There's a hint of trouble. If any of you so much as passes gas in my direction, it offends my delicate nasal passages. Your testicles will become my personal property. That's pretty clear. Good. Fouls on? What? Oh, stewardess. Stewardess. What's the in-flight movie today? Well, I think you'll like it, Cyrus. It's called I'll Never Make Love to a Woman on the Beach Again. And it's preceded by the award-winning short, No More Steak for Me Ever. <laughs> Funny fucker, aren't you? What's up, man? What's going on? Not a whole What's lot. With the... Very little, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, not not a whole lot going on today. You know, it's the first day of September, so it has, in Massachusetts, immediately dropped, like, 10 degrees. <laughs> yeah, and more importantly for me, I don't think this is quite as big of a deal for you, but uh-huh. it's, it's Alston Christmas today. It's uh, what? Alston Christmas. What the fuck is Alston Christmas? So... There's a, a large amount of universities in Boston oh, and uh, the surrounding cities, and it's move-in day. Yeah. Uh, my sister moved today, not for college, just moved into a new apartment in, in the South End with her boyfriend. And uh, so we went and did that, but also, like, my whole neighborhood is completely inundated with moving trucks yeah. and idiots. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's just, it's like... Navigate. And there's another one in that room right now. <laughs> what room? Idiot in your room. The one that you're in. In my room downstairs? No, no, you are the idiot. Who's it? Who's in my house? How do you know? How do you know this? How do you know there's someone in my house? You set up cameras when you were here? Yes. Last time I was there, yep. Yeah. Set up little, little cameras. To, to watch me make a toilet? You- <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the the teddy bears in the corners of your bathroom? Uh, oh, those were you. Yeah. You know, I did notice them, but I kind of just I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Standard toilet like, bear. Uh, like, toilet those, bear. <laughs> those weren't there teddy before. Bear. I just said toilet bear. Teddy bear appearances. Well, they are toilet bears. Yeah. No, it works. It it, it tracks. Yeah. yeah. It checks out. There's TBs near my TP. Yeah. That's just a couple of little. That's a little uh, bathroom joke for you. Yeah. So um. So just before we started recording, sure. Um, you know, I just want to find a few extra things to talk about. Oh, I have a I have a little list too. All right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no list. way we're gonna fluff out this episode with just like talking about. Hey, did you like that movie? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess first of all, let's start the show. Yeah, I suppose we'd better. Yeah. So. Right around here is when the theme music starts, right? Well, I'll be the judge no. of that. I'll, right now. I'll use my creative license, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And so it's going to start right now. Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to start then, though. All right, folks, so welcome back from our theme music. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to start so- it now. Right there, that's the time. That's where it's going. But here's the thing. Maybe not. 
Yeah, okay. Anyway, so uh, I, I, early contender, actually, well, no, um, maybe late contender, I suppose, for maybe my uh, tweet of the year. I saw it, like, right, right before I was about to log on. Uh, this is from some PragerU uh, pervert. Oh, good. At the will wit. Okay, dude, understand that this is like a 30-year-old man or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, it's going to get successively crazier that I just told you that. Okay. Just got a call from the Boy Scouts asking me to verify my Eagle Scout information, and I told them I can no longer support them until they take the girls out of the Scouts. It is a shell of an organization, it was, sadly. Okay. <laughs> That's a well, he's, now, he's gone off the grid. He's now uh, operating as an unverified Eagle Scout, which I can't think of. I can't think of anything more atrocious than just unverified Eagle Scouts yeah. running totally, around. Uh, totally to, Eagle Scout, just unverified. <laughs> dispensing survival knowledge to unwitting. Excuse me. Frontier justice. Before, before I let you teach me how to build this fire, are you verified? No, I, I was not okay with the girls joining the Boy Scouts, so I was I became unverified. Wow, this is the worst first date I've ever been on. Dude, like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, I'm an Eagle time. Scout, unverified, but you know, I still got the skills. Yeah, I may be unverified, but they'll they'll never take the pride I felt when I was awarded those badges. Yeah, you can ver you can that verify that, okay? Yeah, Buster verify, Brown. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Verify this. Yeah. Just pulls out like a big sheet of badges. <laughs> Just shoots up the Boy Scouts of America fucking yearly jamboree. Oh my god. Just, just like melting them like it's fucking a you would like verify my credentials. Rambo movie. Well, verify this. Dude, like Sylvester Stallone in the like 2006 or whatever Rambo when he's just on that yeah. like Gatling gun just melting a dude's gun. face from point dude, blank. I love that fucking movie. It's I amazing. think 2006 Rambo. Yeah, I didn't see the most recent one, which is actually surprising, but it felt yeah, like too either. depressing, and I couldn't do it. But yeah. um, 2006 Rambo is a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, I, it is the only movie in existence where you can see a person, like an extra, in the background. They must have done it on their own. Bayonet a child, and then high a lie like lacrosse sling it off the bayonet into a fire you've mentioned this so many times to me and you know it's funny i've never taken the time to like try to see it i think it's in the there's like two big like death like action scenes <clears throat> i think it's in the second one i'm not sure though gotcha. it is the, like me and uh me and our uh you know our mutual friend we used to like watch that in high school with some other people and we would just fucking rewind that scene it was so ridiculous that sounds like something you guys would watch and rewatch. yeah yeah, dude, we watched this so many times. Me and my buddies used to watch uh, Passion of the Christ, like, pretty regularly. I've actually never seen that one. Okay, so here's the to. thing. Mel Gibson is, like, a bigot <laughs> and an asshole yeah. and uh, a racist and a sexist and whatever. <clears throat> he makes a fuck. A fucking movie. He makes the fuck yeah. out of a movie. Yeah, I heard, I heard it's like great just for like a like brutal movie. Yeah, the the aesthetics of it are fascinating. Um, yeah. And like the whole movie's in Aramaic, which mm -hmm. is wild. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Like I don't remember how legit the Latin is, and not that I would be able to like verify mm -hmm. it beyond my like basic understanding of pronunciation. But um, yeah, it's it's worth seeing. Another one that gets a little bit less hate, but has some, like, admittedly, like, pretty questionable takes is um, Apocalypto. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I think is that, that's like, is that the last movie he made? Has he made any since then? Was Apocalypto post Passion of the Christ? Yeah, it was. It was after it. And he got, oh. I remember him getting a lot of shit for that. He got shit for Apocalypto because he basically, like, blamed the decline of, of Mesoamerican civilization on, like, themselves. Yeah. And, like... At the very end, they show, like, a Spanish ship arriving, but he was like, they were already in decline. And it's like, listen, man, there's decline, and then there's fucking genocide. Like, it's not <laughs> it's yeah. not really, like, a comparable state of affairs. But that yeah. being said, with that particular one, and again, I haven't seen it in a long time, I, I mm -hmm. feel like people were a little overly aggressive. And, and again, thank you for reminding me that this was after Passion, because that kind of makes more sense, that people were, like, 
and yeah. again, reasonably so, like turned off by his creative output because he yeah. has some like really problematic takes on things. But purely like as a piece you of like, you were supposed to blow me before the jacuzzi. Dude, can I tell you something fucking bananas about that? Sure. So yeah. that's, I'll probably put a clip of that in here now. Because yeah, yeah, you should. The yeah. Mel Gibson <laughs> voicemail is potentially my favorite piece of, like, m- media, I guess. Yeah, recorded in existence. history. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinatingly deranged. But, um, <clears throat> so that came up at work the other day. I don't remember the specifics, probably talking about a Mel Gibson movie. I work with a bunch of dudes who like to talk about movies. And, um, yeah. yeah. One of my coworkers is like, do you remember that Mel Gibson voicemail? And I was like, yeah. Do I fucking remember? Yeah, and so he goes on to tell me, he's like, uh, the first thing I could think of when I heard that was, that sounds just like my dad. And he didn't mean, like, tone of voice or anything. He meant, like, the type of shit he would say. And I was like, like, what? And he goes, yeah. And, like, to, to, to tell you, like, how legitimate of a take that is, like, 15 minutes after I saw it for the first time, it was, like, on the news on, you know, Access Hollywood or whatever. And so it was, like, the edited version. But you heard, you know, him, like, ranting and raving. And he's like, mm-hmm. my sister called me and was like, holy shit, man. I, you've got to watch this Mel Gibson tape. It's like, it just, just reminds me of dad. And that I was like, fucked. dude, like, your dad sounds, like, pretty intense. And he goes, you know, it was that every single day of my entire childhood. Now, this Damn. guy is, like, a pretty intense dude with some some quirky shit going on uh but it gave me like a, a whole new appreciate it's like oh my god like if that was the energy in your home every day growing up i feel for you man because that's that's some fucking demented shit. yeah yep that is a hysterical tape though <laughs> it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it fucking rocks <laughs> <laughs> you, you were supposed to blow me but for the jacuzzi. <laughs> what is it? Jim, are, Jim it's Norton? just like, why are you so angry why right now? Why are you now? so angry right now? You're, <laughs> you're scaring me. Of course I mean, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, was it Jim Norton who does a bit on that? And he's just like, well, a promise is a promise. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Jim Norton. <laughs> oh, jeez. Funny, well, funny, funny. Beef titty knife. <laughs> beef titty knife. Um, All right, we shouldn't just fucking steal other people's jokes for our own show. Jim Norton's (laughs) funny, though. I like Jim Norton. Um, All right, so then let's talk about something funny that wasn't meant as a joke. Okay. Fucking, uh, uh, did you see, uh, Rep Clay Higgins from Louisiana? (laughs) Um, he was, uh, speaking, uh, in front of the House Freedom Caucus. You, know, you should also put this clip in. Uh, I'll send it to you afterwards. Sure. But they were asking him about, you know, the relief that... Because fucking his state just got hit by another Cat 5 storm. Yeah. Like, people are just going to have no power for, I don't know, until fucking, like, Halloween or something. Yeah. And uh, they were asking, like, what he needs. And he said something along the lines of... Um, Let me tell you what would be a good start for the people of Louisiana. $85 billion worth of military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. We could use some of those assets for the citizens of America. (laughs) Fucking get them, bro. Like, like, are you going to fucking shoot at the hurricane? Like, what are you going to do with that? Well, that has been fielded as a viable solution. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You joke. I forgot about that. That was like in the early days. That's been been discussed on legitimate platforms. That's the highest levels of the government. A possible solution. So you should be careful before you fucking count out the possibility. Come and get some bitch. Over my dead body, Irene. What was it? What was it called? Was it Irene? I, I don't remember. What was this hurricane? I, I, I just I just remember like the people like the Joint Chiefs meeting. One of them just going, um, we'll uh we'll look into it. Sir. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh we'll get our best man on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll look into it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, dude, Clay Higgins. It's like, man, like, if like I don't know, man. It's just like. Yeah, we could really use $85 billion worth of equipment that was just left in Afghanistan. Oh, my God. If the U.S. was still in Afghanistan, that equipment would also still be there. Right. 
Well, he's saying that they should have prioritized. Here's the here's the thing that yeah. those people are saying. Why are we bothering to take all these brown people out of Afghanistan? We should be filling those planes with equipment, not wasting taxpayer dollars. Now, he I was responding to shit that they needed for the hurricane. Right, but I think he was using the opportunity to like make the well, case. No, he, yeah, he was just switching up. You know, yeah, he was yeah. like, no, you know, what I want to do. I want to get some hits on why we should have stayed in Afghanistan. I'm right. just gonna. We're just gonna do a nice little transition. No, like, I don't care about... Yeah, we're done with the hurricane. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Afghanistan. Right, because if we talk too much about the hurricane, we're going to highlight, like, how ill-prepared we are, despite, this like, like, this destroying our state, fire. like, in the last is like, 16 years. Yeah, it's like the fifth Category 4-plus hurricane that's hit Louisiana in, like, yeah. the last three years. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's Like, they're getting, like, multiple a year at this point. Here's the thing. People shouldn't live there. Oh, dude, yeah, I, I, you could you know? not pay me to move down It's like, there. do you remember a few years ago when there was that hurricane that, like, knocked all the houses off, like, the cliffs in uh, New York and New Jersey? Like, seaside mm -hmm. houses. I forget which hurricane it was, but, like, it hit New York and New Jersey really badly and all this yeah. waterfront property. But these are houses that are built on, like, glorified sand dunes, like, overlooking the water. Yeah. And people are all upset that they're, like, sliding into the—and it's like, well, you know— that, that That's pretty much every city on the coast. Yeah. Like, well, and actually, this is a good segue, but I don't think we should make it our segue yet uh, okay. into a monologue from the movie that we both just watched yeah. about <laughs> destruction. Maybe we should say, yeah. but I don't know. No, there was no, a couple yet. of things that I wanted to talk about. So I don't know if yeah. you guys have gathered yet, but Evan and I are doing kind of a... Uh, whatever a episode. A whatever episode. We're going to shoot the shit for a while, which, frankly, yeah. I actually think we should do more of these because I like them a lot. But uh, yeah, we've got sure. some pretty rigorous research on our plates at the moment for the episode that we're going to be doing next week correct yeah we're both reading a book in like a week and yeah like yeah episode well, there's a you know we work full-time we're not like uh these yeah, bougie, this isn't our job yeah we're so not like, like yeah. money yeah, making just podcasters for, instance, for you dear listeners in case you're wondering mm -hmm. there are quite a lot of days that i go 7 a.m to like 10 p.m just yeah. doing yeah shit, this is work and then like this podcast it's a very time-consuming so. podcast and between yeah, so like whenever social we do media start a Patreon, and... you will be required to donate. Oh, jeez. You know, <laughs> you come across as money-grubbing when you say things like that. I think that that'll happen in due time. And if people want to, I hope that I hope that we put out a product that uh, merits that. And I want you guys to remember that when it comes time to fucking... Yeah, when it comes time. Yeah, just remember know, If this. there's, like, separate Patreons for me and Evan, I want you to remember, like, who fucking stood up for you. Um, so there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, too. Uh, <clears throat> so I sent this to our group text with our friends today, but uh, did you did you end up looking at that John Hinckley Jr. YouTube channel? I did not. No, no, I was at work. I, I was going to do it afterwards. I forgot. So for the listeners, uh, John Hinckley Jr., who is the man who uh, attempted to, to shoot and assassinate Ronald Reagan. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. my, like, I mean... You shouldn't shoot and assassinate anybody, but certainly not my least favorite assassination attempt. Uh, and was also apparently, like, attempting to do that to, like, get fame or notoriety to be noticed by uh, um, a young preteen Jodie Foster or teenage Jodie Foster with whom he was... And even crazier, uh, also had uh, some ties to the Bush family. Oh, hey, I didn't <laughs> even know about that. I know almost nothing about this guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know... Poppy was probably just like, oh, this guy's like completely senile. We don't even need to worry about. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, so he obviously was fucking tapped and rightly so was institutionalized rather than being jailed. And uh, <laughs> this is in 1980 something. Uh, he wound up uh, getting out in 2016. Um, you know, his doctors decided that he was, you know, not a threat to society. He had been rehabilitated. He's properly medicated, whatever. So mm -hmm. he got out, and then in 2020, he petitioned for the right to publicly release his art and music, I guess, which he creates pretty prolifically, under his yeah. own name. Now, he had been doing that anonymously for a while um, and had to get, you know, rights to do that. And I, I guess they consider that, you know, therapeutic for him. So he's okay. got a YouTube channel with like 100,000... Views or subscribers? Subscribers. Wow. Uh, and he writes, like, these, like, kind of cutesy little, like, folksy, kind of almost, like, shoegazy acoustic songs. And, like, yep. okay, so they're not great, right? But he puts a ton of them out. 
and they're all right. And yeah. it's just it's just wild to me because it's like that's a dude who like stalked multiple people, killed at least one person. I know one of the other people that was wounded in in the assassination attempt was like permanently disabled and ended up like slowly dying over the course of decades, like due to their injuries. Um, yeah. And I think he killed a Secret Service agent. I don't remember, but he's like yeah, on YouTube and he puts out these like cutesy little songs. Uh, and I listened to a couple of them and like. One of his most recent ones is about, like, times are tough, but, like, we'll get through it together. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, man, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, anyway, um, shout out to John Hinckley Jr. Um, what up? Talk what about up, a fucking, talk about a, a career rehabilitation. Um, yep. He's had a little bit of a makeover. And yeah, don't call the comeback. Yeah, he's been here for years. Um, so there's that. And then also, like, two other really small things. So... Yeah, I got a couple more, too, but we can do it after. Well, mine are very short, so I'm just going to yeah, fly yeah. through them. I saw pictures today. There's this uh, there's this Colombian rapper. Um, okay. Or like a reggaeton guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan Sur. Uh, D-A-N-S-U-R. Okay. I don't fucking know. Uh, so Dan apparently <laughs> he, he has gained like viral notoriety for rather than like <laughs> doing some kind of crazy dyed hairstyle or whatever, he shaved his head. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, subdermal uh, hooks implanted in his skull, and wears uh, assorted gold chains hooked into his head as his hair now. Uh, it's incredibly freaky looking, and um, I don't know. I just thought that that was like the the wildest shit that I'd heard in a long time. D a n s u r. Yeah. Yeah, sores in South, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Wild, right? What the fuck? No, it could dude? just be a hoax. Like he might just be wearing a little wig and trying to get attention, but for some reason, like I believe him. Uh, he looks like. I what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's what weird. What the fuck? That's so weird looking. Yeah, and he wears that like the necklace thing, fucking. Mm-hmm. What? That's so weird looking. They look like gold bars. Um, and then lastly, he looks like an Egyptian bust or something. So he apparently like has made a bunch of posts claiming to be like a, a demigod or like an Anunnaki. Um, nice. So I think he might be. Hey man, good for him. Another candidate for institutionalization. He he clearly no, needs. Man. He Fuck clearly it. needs some help. Sometimes you just got to be weird. Yeah, that's true. That's a I little. Su- yeah, I support him. That's a lot weird though. Hey man, sometimes you got to be a lot weird. I guess so. Um, and then the last thing, have you ever heard of Huntsman Cheese? I've heard of Huntsman Spiders. Well, yeah. So uh, if you milk one of those, you can. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So Huntsman Cheese, <laughs> this isn't really a major topic, but I'm excited about it. Huntsman Cheese yep. is, uh, when you cut into it, it looks like layer cake. It's basically like double Gloucester cheese with okay. uh, blue Stilton cheese layered mm-hmm. in between so it's like sharp cheddar mixed with blue cheese like but in layers and i want a fucking wheel of this shit so goddamn bad you have no idea Ooh. it looks completely completely delicious yeah it looks good i like that yeah doesn't that rock yeah imagine like making a grilled cheese with that shit i was literally just thinking grilled cheese putting that shit on a burger fucking cheese and crackers even yeah unbelievable anyway that's all i've got you know short of okay. Our, our, our larger topic for the day. All of the things that I have seen Figuring out what does it mean Everybody does their best They keep the love, discard the rest I know we will see this through Just me and you Yeah, I got a couple more. 
Uh, so I came across this article. It's in a UK publishment, The Spectator. It's very short, so I'll just read it. Um, I'm assuming The Spectator is some kind of like pervert, pervert Tory rag or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. It definitely seems very pro-NATSAC, so that's national okay. security kind of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, the title, I fucking shit you. I, it, like, the title sent me into, like, almost a tailspin. Because I just, I did, I, in no way, shape, or form did I expect this take. This came out like three days ago. Okay. The Romans would not have made the same mistakes in Afghanistan. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Before you, before you dive in to why that's a banana's take, um, I, it's a I have to admit to too. you something. I well, actually had the same thought the other day. Yeah, and the reason you're... I thought of it was probably not for the reason this guy thought of it. But yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, man, it sure is good, right? One good thing is that at least we're not like the Romans. And that's what I'll leave it at. Uh, not yep. that I'm proud of this nation uh, and yeah. our handling of Afghanistan or being there in the first place. But yeah. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you know, it could have been worse. <laughs> Yeah. At least we're not the Romans. And yeah. I, I will leave it at that, and I'll let you dive in, because I'm sure you're going to touch on yeah. my point. So this, Yeah, so this is from Peter Jones and the Spectator. It's, um, the Romans would not have made the same mistakes in Afghanistan. No one is stupid enough to choose war over peace. In peace, sons bury their fathers. In war, fathers bury their sons, yeah. said Croesus to his conqueror, Cyrus of Persia, according to Herodotus. But actually, man's stupidity has lasted thousands of years, and one rather doubts whether the fanatical Taliban will buck that doleful trend. <clears throat> Romans were proud of their Pax Romana, but it had been won in blood over centuries, as they were well aware. Who wishes for peace? Let him prepare for war, said Vegetius. Peace was secured by victories, boasted Augustus. Virgil talked of Rome imposing the practice of peace. Tacitus made the Caledonian leader Calcicus remark that Romans, quote, make a desert and call it peace. There you go. Um, now, now we're talking. So far, so Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> but the crucial point here is that Rome's years of earlier military experience in conquering Italy were matched by their experience of turning enemies into allies. For only in that way could the peace hold. They did this by offering a wide range of economic, social, and political advantages, and made only two demands. That locals paid their taxes to Rome and acquiesced in Rome's military operations. Apart from that, carry on as normal. In other words, as far as possible, Rome had no intention of doing anything that would upset the hard-won Pax Romana, which included eradicating banditry once it was in place. So Pliny the Elder could confidently ask, who would not agree that, since globalization has been established throughout the world by the greatness of the Roman Empire, life has been improved by economic activity and partnership and festive peace? That peace was experienced by millions for long periods over the approximately 700 years of an empire stretching from Britain to Syria and the Rhine Danube to North Africa. <clears throat> Lowland Britain, for example, invaded by Claudius in AD 43 and finally abandoned in AD 410, experienced one popular but bloody rebellion, Boudicca, in AD 60-61. But otherwise there was peace unaffected by two failed political takeovers. What greater blessing can there be than peace? What worse prospect for it than fanaticism? Is that the whole article? Yeah. That guy sucks. What a like, stupid, what a stupid fucking numbskull take. So, so like, I saw that, I was like, this has to be satire. Yeah, like, it, it, because he even includes a couple of quotes there, like the famous, yeah. like, Rome makes a desert and calls it peace, which is, yeah. you know, that's sort of what I was thinking, like, okay, because here's what the Romans would do, like, oh, guerrilla tactics, you want to hide in the trees? We'll yeah. burn the trees, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and now, is that an effective way to, like, subjugate and slaughter people sure but is it like ethical or 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 morally relevant yeah. in 2021 thank god no you know what i mean i mean obviously yeah. you know we've come kind of close but i i was sitting there thinking like well you know at least people and there are obviously people chomping at the bit to do this but it's like at least yeah. 
you know, our official policy wasn't just like, well, if you won't behave, we'll just fucking kill you all. Yeah. And that's like, now that shouldn't be like a, like a, <laughs> I don't know, uh, uh, a gold star for, for yeah. U.S. Uh, foreign behavior, but um, unfortunately, like, that's where we're at. And this fucking idiot is what, thinking that that would have been preferable? Dude, that final line, dude, the fanaticism one. It's like, dude, there's, like, how is this not satire? And no, it is not satire. This is a legitimate <laughs> weekly newspaper. Apparently, I'm just learning, it is the oldest weekly magazine in the world. Damn. But, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, that fucking last line. What greater blessing can there be than peace? What worse prospect for it than fanaticism? It's like, and although I do want to say, you know, uh... That, like, airport bombing uh, bombing in Kabul, mm -hmm. apparently, I was watching some, like, interviews with, like, actual, like, Afghans that were there. Yeah. Um, which, of all places, was some BBC correspondent. And, like, the all the Afghans were just, like, uh, a lot of the deaths were just after the explosion. The Americans just start firing into the crowd. <laughs> huh. They're just like, hey, you know, I guess trying to get a couple last hits in before they get kicked out. I mean, do you think that's <laughs> it, or? What? Do you think that's why they were doing it? Doing what? Firing just, into just the crowd? Like, yeah, just like, get some, get some. Well, no, I mean, I think they're just like freaked out and yeah. saw like another explosion and just start firing into civilians. But Damn. anyway, um, so yeah, there's that one. And, uh, my, yeah. And my last one on a happier note, um, Joe Rogan has COVID and is apparently taking ivermectin. That's awesome. Boom. Really? <laughs> he posted a video. He was like, yeah, I've been taking everything. The second thing he listed was ivermectin. No fucking, fucking way. idiot, dude. Yeah. He's and so here's the thing that stupid, sucks is, like, dude. if he survives, they're going to be like, it was the ivermectin. Yeah. Well, my favorite was that Milo Yiannopoulos, who, like, is the biggest grifter on Earth. Like, he is in on the yeah. grift. That dude has been vaccinated since the second he could get vaccinated. It's the same how he says he's ex-gay but still lives with his husband, just calls yeah. my housemate. He right. is the gayest man on Earth. <laughs> he, uh... A hundred percent is vaccinated, but he was like posting on like Parler or whatever the new one is, Getter or whatever, and uh, he uh, posted that he was like taking ivermectin because he has COVID, and he did this like stupid like all these like fake like pictures of him taking it. It's like, dude, you have been vaccinated since like January. Shut the fuck up, dude. Ivermectin. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> they should start doing a uh, aged urine colonics. Yeah, yeah. I hear those therapy. really help. Yeah, urine therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that uh, through the use of, of properly aged and stored urine, you can basically solve any problem you've got. Yeah, you can live forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your body's waste, the things that your body actively excretes to remove them from your body. Your body's wrong, and what you yep. need to do is put you need those to concentrate those back in. Yeah, you need to concentrate, get a highly concentrated source of all those impurities and put them right the fuck back in, baby. Yeah. Orally, preferably, but really any orifice will do. Got yeah. a, got yeah, a just, neti pot? Dude, just dump, some dump piss in a your mason jar of piss into your ass. Dude, butt chug piss. You yeah. heard it here, folks. Butt chug piss. It's the yeah. only way. Um, if it wasn't supposed to be in your butt, you would have pissed it out from there. Here's the thing about the human penis and the human vagina. Well, actually, no, I guess it doesn't come from the vagina. It's a separate, uh, separate orifice above the vagina. Yep. Here's the thing about the human uh, urethra. Let's just, yep. let's just not even gender the language. Let's just say here's the thing yep. about the human urethra. Uh, it's a fundamentally flawed orifice, and really it should be the butt. Uh, it should be the cloaca. Yeah. Um, as Humans everyone knows, should be cloacal. everything that comes out of the butt is bad, but we don't know for sure that that's true about things that come out of your urethra. Um, and frankly, if you're not positive mm -hmm. about something, the best course of action is it's to, to eat assume it and ask the opposite. questions later. Eat first, ask questions later. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you think we know about magic mushrooms? Right? Yep. You know, if you see a mushroom growing on a big, big old shit, if your first thought's to eat it, you deserve whatever's Congratulations. Coming. That's a Nobel Prize. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you what. That first cave person to do that? They had a fucking weird day. They certainly had a different kind of day. But they and lived. after that, they had some good-ass days. And they were like, hey, everybody. You want to feel fucking crazy? <laughs> take, that, <laughs> take that mushroom off that poop. 
Yeah, Do I know want... we need to spend 10 to 12 hours every day just subsisting, but oh. if instead of that... You ate that. You ate that. You get a little tummy ache. I don't know. Who's to say? And then you're going to have a crazy-ass day. Yeah, you might right. see bugs well, crawling out of the lights, light fixture on the roof. Yeah, the ones that we just installed in the cave. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get to the bloody business of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we're here today to talk to you about the benefits of ivermectin. So today, folks, we wanted to talk to you guys about why you should be taking ivermectin mixed with your own piss. Yep. Uh, Anyway, uh, we actually watched a movie last night. We did, yes. Separately. Well, yeah, we watched it separately for. I watched uh, it, and then you watched it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get together and watch it. We didn't. No, he was near Boston. I was down on the south coast. That's yeah, one way to put where you were. You're in a trash heap. Yeah, well, it's the South Coast. Living, in a, South living Coast. in a trash heap. You're living in a trash heap, okay? I'm in the enlightened the, the enlightened liberal mecca, and you live in a fucking pile of dog shit. I am sitting in the circle of shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing but love for the South Coast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we watched uh, a movie by one of my favorite actors who I love and admire. Yeah. I will watch anything he puts out. Yeah. I have had marathons of watching his movie with with some of my friends, which we sometimes, if there's a party and it's winding down, we'll do this just to see how long other people can withstand the movies, the mm-hmm. worst ones. We're, of course, talking about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Which is, I mean... <laughs> of the it's famed... A big t- it's a big topic. <laughs> yeah. The famed Coppola family. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Kim Coppola. Yep. Son of August Coppola. Nephew, Nephew of Francis Ford. Coppola. And cousin. Most importantly. Cousin, yeah, we need to talk about the cousin magic going on here. That's Nick Cage, Sophia Coppola, and Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, and we rank them in, uh, not I guess not descending order because you didn't say, but. Yeah, yeah, like, we, we go Nikki then. Then Jason, then Sophia. Yeah, then Sophia. Um, but yeah, yeah, the little nephew, uncle magic going on there, little mm-hmm. cousin magic. The Coppolas have got a lot of you know, some some co- some cousin play going on there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we watched this new movie, Pig. Which yeah. I, uh, I did not realize it was going to be what it was. I thought, you know, I, I love Nick's terrible movies, yeah. but like, you know, he's been crushing it lately, really since dating back. I think the first one I would say was the 2009 um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, which was which I actually after we did Pig, I, I bought that as well as the original Bad Lieutenant. So oh, I'm gonna cool. do a double feature probably Friday night. Um, but uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, it has Werner Herzog as director, and Nick Cage plays you know the Bad Lieutenant, and really he just calls people like shitbird for like hours while taking insane amounts of drugs and like hallucinating lizards all over uh uh new orleans it's a very cool like kind of like art movie and it was like one of the first like Werner herzog was one of the first ones after that like late career nick cage when he was just rolling around the mud constantly yeah Werner herzog was like there's actually gold here like (laughs) waiting right here and so there's that one you know there's mandy that came out a few years ago i've seen that a couple times i own it uh, I've been insanely fucked up every time I've seen it, so uh, all I know is that it's vibed the hell out. Um, and then there's uh, there's Color Out of Space. Color like, Out of Space like, is great. Yeah, and these are all and like... I, I like early, I guess you would say, golden age Nicolas Cage yeah. as well. I mean, it's yeah. different. 
Con right? Air, baby. Dude, I watched Con, Con Air the other night. Amazing. I Con Air Con Air fucking rocks. It, yeah. And speaking and of rocks, st- The Rock fucking rocks. Yeah, and Stavros Helkis is like the, the, the greatest letterbox review of it ever. Which is like, the best part about this movie is how much motherfucking sense it made. Con Air. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, dude, Conair, it's got young Dave Chappelle in it. Yeah, dude. It's got everybody in it. Danny Trejo's in it. John Malkovich is in it. Uh, Steve Buscemi's in it, right? Yeah, he is. He plays, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Yeah, he's got one of those. They, they, he's got an awesome name. Um, but yeah, he's in it. Uh, uh, Ving Rhames is in it, who plays Diamond Dog. Uh, (laughs) Danny Trejo's Johnny 23. Uh, there's yeah, Cyrus Johnny the Virus 22. Grissom. It's got fucking... Um, it's an amazing movie. It's like... What's his name? Say anything. Uh, uh, oh, what? Well, I haven't seen it in a few years. God. Uh, John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Is in it. Um, what the fuck was, was his name? Dude, it's such a good fucking movie. Garland Green. Yeah. Was Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so that movie... Rips, yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, the bad Alabama accent, everything. Yeah. Why, why, why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> um, it's worth noting that in the '90s, my early childhood, my mom was so rapidly in love with Nicolas Cage that so pretty much any movie he ha- he made would find its way into our household. He made a lot of movies, uh, but yeah. so I saw a lot of this stuff young, and I have a lot of very fond memories of like, like even like yeah. raising Arizona, shit like that. Uh, Moonstruck See, I, yeah. with Shay, like oh, I've seen all Wild that. Wild at shit. Heart, the David Lynch one, Wild at Heart. Oh, that's right. I never saw it. And then there I've was never a, seen it either. Red, red. There was something he was in. It was called like Red Red Rocks West or something. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I love Nick Cage. Um, but regardless, so I thought I thought yeah, Pig Red, was... Red Rock West, which is him and okay. Dennis Hopper. It's like a noir, and that's a cool fucking movie. You should yeah. actually write that down because you would really like Red Rock West. Yeah, it's, um, uh, text me it, text me it. So okay. Um, uh, so anyway, Nick Cage, storied career, right? Yeah, but so I thought it was going to be another one of these like really violent, like insane uh, ones that he's been doing lately. Yeah. And uh, it was not that. And it no. was like an amazing performance by Nick Cage. He was like mesmerizing in the fucking movie. Like yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, that and was like so he was. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say so. Um, here was here was one of my first takeaways. I didn't realize, or maybe I had seen him in the preview, but didn't really intellectualize. But that his like co lead or or his you know the second leading man in the movie is Alex yeah. Wolf, who oh, is a great actor. Yeah, and, I didn't know who that was before this. Oh, okay. So he, I really liked him. He was in the movie Hereditary, which I yep. love. I thought that movie yeah, rocked. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you should see Hereditary. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I do want to see it, yeah. It's got its shortcomings, but I thought that movie was great. Yeah. Um, and he gives I mean, an awesome Midsummer, performance. So. And he does this thing where he's just like so good at playing these like sort of disaffected young men who can just sort of stare weepily into the distance, but in this like really convincing way. Yeah. And so I almost found that like his performance, I expected by the time we watched it, I expected to to have some sort of intense reaction to Nick Cage, but I, yeah. I, I found his performance to be really moving as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so like just for instance, too, like so, Color Out of Space came out in 2019, right? I guess so. Yeah. So Pig right came COVID. out in 2021. In the two years in between those movies, this is how many movies Nick Cage has had come out. Eight movies, five of them direct-to-video. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he has, like, dude, like, my favorite. So, uh, one of the, there's an insane one that he's in called Outcast with Hayden Christensen that came out in 2014 mm-hmm. where they play crusaders that both end up, uh, like, staying in, like, Asia and somehow both find their way to, like, like Imperial China. Oh, man. And fucking, and Nick Cage is the only person in the movie doing any kind of accent. And I think it's supposed to be like medieval English. Right. But it is not an accent that has ever existed ever in the history of the world. And nobody else in the movie is doing an accent. And there's another thing that Nick Cage is doing where he's like supposed to like have like an eye injury. Yeah. But instead of, I'm sure they could have given him some sort of prosthetic or makeup. 
Yeah. But instead, he just holds one eye closed while doing that accent. And you can tell he's straining to keep his eye closed. And that's just <laughs> like that for the rest of the time he's in the movie. Oh, my God. It is fun. Like, oh, my God. It is so depraved. I'm going to have to and see like, it. Deranged. Yeah, it so, is. It is a horrendously bad movie, and everybody should watch it right after listening to this episode. You know what it makes me think of? Did you ever see that movie with uh, that movie, The Great Wall, with uh, Matt no. Damon? No. So some Chinese company. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Movie. They must yeah, have yeah, offered yeah. Matt Damon like a lot of money. an amount of money that he couldn't say no to. Yeah. Uh, to do this movie, The Great Wall. Yeah. And you should also watch The Great Wall. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Matt Damon plays like a medieval generic kind of archer guy yeah. who like finds his way to China with a bunch of his like fellow mercenaries and they wound wind up embroiled in this like struggle against these ancient like frog people that yeah. like just want to conquer China and they have to fight them at the Great and it's it's bananas. It's fucking Dude. insane. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Dude, that yeah, got, so, like, a theatrical release. That shit was in yeah, fucking theaters. Yeah, dude, fucking... Yeah, so in this movie, Outcast, fucking... Uh, so it is an American-Chinese-Canadian action film, so... Okay. China was involved, which I guess explains how they go from, like, the Holy Land to China. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they made it they there, just, but... Um, they just... That's through the they're... Gobi Desert or something, yeah, but... Yeah, they, um, they, they... You can walk there from yeah, Jerusalem. But, uh... So Nick Cage plays, like, this, like, fucking, like, wizard dude named Galen... <laughs> Okay. And it's just this, dude, you gotta hear this fucking accent, man. It, it is so goddamn fucking funny. Oh, God. Um, anyway, yeah, so there, there's that one. You know, I, there's one called Next that he did, um, like in the mid 2000s when oh, he was like he in can his like 40s. See, that was still, that was in no. theaters, though. Oh, yeah, Next, yeah, but he's like 45, and his girlfriend in the movie is Jessica Biel, who's like 25. <laughs> Yeah, and that and well, that was that wasn't in his crazy hair phase, you know. When, yeah, <laughs> like he looked like he had a fucking bird of prey on his head. That's um true to life, though. I think he just married like a twenty six or twenty five year old woman. Yeah. yeah. Um. So really? you know, what are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah, but he's Nick Cage and he's rich as hell. Whereas he plays a loser um, in that movie. I don't. Here's the thing. So this is my. I don't think he's rich as hell. I think he needs. He cash has flow. access to money. <laughs> he needs cash flow. And that's yeah, why but he, he has takes access all these... to money. You know, sure. he, can, he can take massive loans or whatever. And that's and um, that's why he takes all these fucking insane movies. Yeah. But we're forty five minutes in, and we actually have. Okay. Even... Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk pig. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Talking hog with Cam and Evan, or yeah, Evan, dude, Evan and talk. Cam. We can hog say talk. Hog talk with Evan and Cam. Yeah. Um, I really liked this movie. Did you like I it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved. I completely loved it. And you know, it's funny. I'm watching it. And, like, there there were times, like, I definitely thought he was... I still didn't know, so I'm like, I definitely thought there were scenes where he was just gonna go hog fucking wild yeah. and just murder the shit out of people. Yeah, and he never does. And he does. never does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, he's just, like, a, this nasty, sad, fucked up dude who, like, exposes the nasty, sad, fucked up underworld of the restaurant industry. Yeah, so, Where okay. both of us can relate to that because it is an industry of perverts and freaks. It, it is. I definitely felt like that aspect of this movie was, like, a little bit fucking nuts. I mean, there were parts of it I loved, right? Like, yeah. um, but I think let's backtrack a little bit. So the yeah. premise of this movie, and you guys should see it. Um, mm -hmm. Spoilers ahead, obviously, or spoilers behind. I don't know. Anytime we talk about a movie, we're going to probably spoil some shit. But yeah. I do want you to see it, so I'm not going to give everything away. I don't think we should give everything away. But No, no, we should um, yeah. Like the end, we don't talk about the end or nothing. Right. So Nick Cage, it, the movie opens, Nick Cage is like this fucking filthy... Like dirty, like, yeah, like dirty, like dirty, dude. Like, this, like, dude. Yeah, he must smell like fucking Al Swearingen and like Deadwood. Just exactly. like never showering, wearing the same pair of coveralls for like yes. a year straight. They show him getting ready for bed. So he lives out in the woods. He's uh, got a truffle pig deep in the woods. Deep in the woods in in yeah. Oregon, I think. And they, yeah, yeah, he's got uh, a truffle pig, and they go and they hunt for truffles and. Uh, uh, then this like uh, rich young hotshot kid comes in a Camaro and trades him supplies and presumably money, but I'm assuming he's basically just yeah. giving him supplies and shit for these truffles. And you know he shows up, he's got a Gucci belt and whatever, but he seems like a nice enough kid. Yeah. Uh, 
and you know Nick Cage like doesn't want to talk to anybody. He goes in his house and just like listens to recordings of like presumably his dead wife laughing and shit. And uh, mm-hmm. and he goes to bed and they show him in his fucking long johns, which are just stained, just yellow. Like they, he didn't buy them yellow brown. No, they have become that way yeah. through. And he's like sleeping on this what seems to be like a homemade mattress that probably literally never has the sheets changed. Yeah, it's dirty. But and he sleeps right next to his pig. He does make uh all the acts of the film are named after like dishes, like food, yeah. and he cooks this like really beautiful uh mushroom tart. Yeah. And then just he and his pig like eat it out of the pan and then he goes yeah. to sleep. And so you're like, okay, this guy's like clearly uh, a multifaceted character. Um, yeah, yeah. And then as the movie progresses, you start to see why. So, like, that night, mm-hmm. his house gets broken into. Yep. And the pig gets taken. And even that, it's not, like, up. it's, like, the first of those scenes, like, you're talking about where you're, like, okay, you kind of expect him to, like, go all John Wick. But, like, no, he yeah. does what any normal, old, decrepit woods guy would do and just, like, gets hit twice in the head and passes out and, like, wakes yeah, up and his pig is gone. Blood. Yeah. And so the movie ends up being, like, his odyssey to, like, head into the city to, like, find who took his pig. And, like, yeah, and kind of, like, confront the life that he ran away from. Right, yeah. So he, you find out that he was, like, a really hotshot chef. Yeah. Named Robin... Feld. Robin Feld. And, uh, like, his wife died, and he, like, got disillusioned, and he fucking left the business. Yeah, and th- so there's this one scene where he dresses down this cook. Oh, and it's And it's great. fucking amazing. Yeah. So, like, he goes into the restaurant, or, or into a restaurant... Uh, he used to know. I, I couldn't tell. Did he used to work there? Was that? No, no, no. Uh, so no they just, they explain yeah. it. He, the guy who went on to become the chef there had yeah, been yeah. his. Yeah, I just could I just like couldn't a line remember cook that at his restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was, he, his restaurant was called something different. I forget. Yeah. I wrote it down. But regardless. So, yeah. So the head chef there. This place was called Eurydice. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, it is the standard restaurant that you now see constantly all over gentrified areas of like American cities where sure. it's just all these young professionals going there and eating these stupid little like dishes of barely any food that have all these like very specific like presentations and platings and all this stuff it's like very um it's artistic it's artistic but it's also empty to that sometimes it, but it's like empty uh, like artistic but like empty yeah. and it's like you know there's this whole culture and scene behind it of these money men who are like just draining the personality out of the people involved and so the guy who runs it his dream when he was younger had been to open this like just dank little english tavern uh, or english pub and but because that never worked out he essentially had to like sell his soul to do this stupid shit which he clearly hates right and, and fucking, he's clearly talented like he puts out yeah. like some really impressive food but nick right. cage is just like he dresses him down about because he's like i did the same thing i sold my life for all these fucking vampire money men who just want to create this like bl- like this totally like um hollow landscape where everything is homogenous right and and the same in this like so like in this entire system where the people that are going there are being drained, and then they go there, and it's always the same experience, but all of these, like, very vapid, like, changes or presentations of it. So it seems like this, like, own, like, unique experience, but it's not. And it's just, like, the way that, you know, this entire, like, capitalist system is just draining everybody of their life. And then, you know, basically, at at the end of it, he's like, do you want to, like, end up just, like like me, realizing that you just wasted it all doing this stupid shit? Yeah. And the guy has, like basically like he's just like fucking he's a meltdown shot. like, like cries, yeah exactly like weeps yeah. openly and because and, uh, he knows how right nick cage is yeah. yeah yeah and that's it's a brilliant scene when i fired you i asked you what you wanted to do you said you have a few rooms upstairs a real english pub did, did i say that yes nobody wants pubs around here it's a that's a it's a terrible investment. What was going to be your signature dish? Liver scotch eggs with a honey curry mustard. <laughs> They're not real. You get that, right? None of it is real. The critics aren't real. The customers aren't real. Because this isn't real. You aren't real. 
Okay. Derek, why do you care about these people? They don't care about you. None of them. They don't even know you. Because you haven't shown them. Every day you'll wake up and there'll be less of you. You live your life for them and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. of those in this movie um mm-hmm. an, another one one of my so there uh, one of my favorite lines in this entire fucking movie comes shortly after that when uh they go and they're gonna like infiltrate this like underground sort of fight club i guess where that was before oh that was before so they're going to this like yeah. under oh that's right because he's already bloodied and so whatever so they had yeah. gone into this like underground like fight club run by this guy edgar who like i don't yeah. know nick cage knew because he used to get him ingredients or something. I don't know. He's some shady guy. I, well, I, it, well, it sounds like the fight club was going on while Nick Cage was there, and it's basically like this underground fight club for all of the restaurant workers in the city. Is that what it is? Are they all restaurant yeah. workers? Yeah. And they, like, go there and, like, pay to get out their frustrations by, like, beating yeah, up homeless they, people? Yeah, the, yeah, they're all dressed like fucking, like, wait staff and line cooks and all that shit, and, yeah, oh. they just beat the shit out of each other. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So I, I guess I didn't pick up on the fact that they were all restaurant workers, but yeah. Um, so they're going to to find this place, and you know Nick Cage has been basically being like a dick to Alex Wolf this whole time, who's like yeah. the guy who buys his truffles and who has agreed to take him around the city and is like reluctantly kind of chauffeuring him around. And Nick Cage is like being a prick the whole time, like turning his radio off repeatedly in his car and basically just being like, "There is no you and me. You don't fucking matter. You're just my ride." And this guy was like, finally, like, listen, man. You're just some fucking weirdo from out in the woods who, like, doesn't matter. You could have a stroke out there and die, and I'd be the only person who ever gave a shit. You know, you probably fuck your pig. Uh, The least you could do is show me some respect. And Nick Cage just turns around and goes, I don't fuck my pig. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's an an awesome line. I don't 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 fuck fuck my pig. pig. Yeah, because he waits a while, too. He doesn't say anything for a while. Yeah, and then he's just like, yeah, I don't fuck my pig. I don't fuck my pig, so. Um, but anyway, it is like a moment. They And those two end up kind of forming a bond. And um, I found that whole scene in the Underground Fight Club, like, kind of confusing. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, I'm assuming that basically what happened is, like, he put himself up on auction, wrote down his name. He's, like, this famous yeah. chef. And so I guess... So they all knew who he was because he was famous in the restaurant industry. Right, and so they, they're, like they're like bidding on who gets to fucking pummel him yeah, and so some little tiny dude puts yeah. down like a ton of money and then he like stands there and Nick Cage like puts his hands behind his back and this guy just like gets to beat the shit out of him yeah. and I'm assuming like the whole point of that is that he made Edgar a bunch of money so yeah I, he, don't, I don't necessarily know why yeah Edgar like then agrees to tell him. serious I don't know yeah yeah it was kind of a weird scene there were some connectivity issues throughout the movie and that's really my only complaint oh. like I found yeah. like I felt like there were some there were some plot like cadences that felt like a little jarring or a little awkward and not in a way that I thought was like particularly useful or artistic or pleasant but yeah, yeah, outside okay. of that I mean I mean apparently this was the guy's first movie Really? Yeah, his directorial debut. Oh jeez. Well that's that's stunning. I mean it was yeah. it was great. And um I thought he the, co-wrote it. Yeah. Interesting. That's insane. Yeah, calling yeah. it pig was funny too because again, like that almost like yeah. it reinforced the assumption that it was going to be this like just bonkers revenge Nick Cage quest. vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, exactly. You know, you think like pig, oh, this dude's pig gets stolen and he just fucks people up. Yeah, he doesn't. It's not. It's like yeah. you know, he gets fucked up. <laughs> he he gets pretty fucked up. Um, There were some really awesome scenes, though. Like, I loved the scene where 
you know, it, they're kind of resigning themselves to the fact that, like, you know, he's maybe not going to get the pig back. And he's like, the guy's like, why are you going through? He's like, you know, I don't need the pig to find truffles. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, the, the, he's like, the, like the, trees, the, the trees tell you where yeah. the truffles are. And the guy's like, well, then why are you going through all this trouble to get the pig back? And he's like, well, because I love her. Yeah. It's, my it's, pet. A, it's <laughs> his only friend. It's his pet. And yeah. I thought that was so awesome. It's like. This little moment of just like acknowledging that like animals can be so <laughs> important, you know, and, yeah. and they, you know, to somebody who's got like a companion like that, like it makes sense. Yeah, he go, he, he wants to fucking save her if he can, you know. Yeah. That's his buddy. That's his like one, you know, confidant in a world that he really doesn't enjoy being a part of. Yep. I just like that well, because I love her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to get her back because it's I fucking like her. But I do not fuck my pig. I don't, I don't fuck, fuck her. her. Just because I like her doesn't mean I fuck her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't say enough about Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie. He was just like absolutely at the top of his game in it. Yeah, he's he's really good, and I think. It goes to show that he's maybe not always at his best, but, like, one example of him being at his best is when he's he tones down the crazy. Yeah. Um, I think directors yeah, I mean, yeah. now... I think he, directors yeah, he have, goes balls to the wall for his movies, but, like, he's still got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think when he dials that back and, like, adds a little more subtlety, a little more nuance to a role... Um, it yeah. really pays off because I just I thought that he was so fabulous in this. I really can't yeah. stress enough. I think everybody should go watch the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage. I think you can watch it on Amazon yeah. Prime right now. Yeah, it was like seven bucks to rent or something. Yeah, it's like early release. I don't know if they're going to end up doing it in theaters and they're trying to like you know drum well, up interest. It's already been in theaters. Oh really? Yeah, it's been in theaters for like two months. Damn, I didn't realize. I didn't. I don't know where it was showing, but um, yeah, it's like early access Amazon yeah. Prime, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, I mean, it's just doing that thing that everybody does now where they release it. You can rent it or go see it in theaters. Yeah. You know, it's the only way to make money. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Oh, dude, speaking of, so I did go to see another movie recently. I saw Candyman. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should see it. I liked it. Yeah. It was It was good. It was. There were some beautiful shots in that movie. Yeah, yeah, I want to see that one. They did a very good job keeping it spooky. It was... Yeah. Not, I mean, it's it's ostensibly, it's, like, sort of, I would say, still kind of firmly rooted in, like, the slasher genre. So, like, people get fucking jacked up by Candyman in this yep. movie, but, um, which yeah, isn't always. Slashers. Yeah, it's not always my cup of tea, but it was, it was, um, it was great. And they, they did a great job of making Candyman, like, a spooky villain. Um, mm -hmm. Not even entirely villain, right? But, um, and I've seen some really good takes and, like. It's funny, like, the whole thing with Candyman is, like, all you got to do is just leave him the fuck alone. You know, <laughs> people can't help it. They, like, they hear, like, oh, if you say his name in the mirror five times, he'll come and kill you. And then they do it, and then he does. And they're just like, what? No! Like, <laughs> and, and uh, if you just don't do that. If you just leave him alone? Just leave him alone, man. Yeah, just, he, just leave him alone. Yeah, um, but it was good, and I actually kind of want to see it again, because I feel like there was some stuff that I might have missed. But um, I, that's another one I recommend. I think everybody should go see Candyman, because it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. You should. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I've exhausted my uh, talking points. Yeah, me too. Truthfully. Well, that's good. Uh, about an hour, you know. Yeah. Right I mean, there. considering we just were shooting the shit this whole time. Now, our last point of business here Yeah. is that when we're done with this, we're going to yeah, go, go play, play some No Man's Sky. Yeah. So are you, are you going to start a new game? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, of course. Every time, uh, so I haven't played since like 2019. I was one of those uh, sickos, one of those perverts that was a day one player of No Man's Sky on PC. Wow, I didn't um, realize and, that. Yeah, and you know, even that original version, I, I, I still play it for like 20, 25, 30 hours. It wasn't the best game, but I don't think I've played it since 2019. But every time that they, I remember when they did like Next and then Beyond, I would always start like new new saves whenever they did those big releases yeah. and now it's i think it's been like literally like 12 expansions yeah. since then like 12 and they're all free updates yeah they're literally everyone um but uh i last time i played in 2018 i loved it. i ended up playing it for like 60 or 70 hours just with that uh just with those updates yeah 
So this new one, Frontiers, yeah. I'm I'm going to start a brand new one. So maybe maybe we. I think we can actually start on the same planet if I'm not mistaken. Can no. we? I believe. Because so. I was gonna say if we can't, I have a save that I opened like no, for no, like no a couple hours after the last one that I no. have my ship fixed and everything. No, uh, I believe here. Let me check real. quick. Quick. Well, let's do that after the show. We can get off the okay. show and then we'll figure yeah, that yeah. out. But um, yeah, no, I believe I believe we can uh, we can choose to start uh, on the same planet. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we should go fucking do that because we've got about right. an hour and fuck these people. I don't care. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, yeah. everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I'm good because I also I read about a quarter of my book today for next week. So. Damn. All right. Yeah. I, I've only read the first two chapters of mine, but it's pretty short. So. Yeah, my, mine's an insanely quick read. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we love you guys dearly. Uh, please, yep. as always, like, subscribe, whatever mo- mode stuff, of yeah. appreciation you can Follow us on Instagram. Show. Follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just please don't just follow the the podcast account, but please do that. Also, follow our personal ones. I don't care um, if you follow my personal account, but you can. Yeah, you, you never use it. Yeah, I don't but, fucking uh, <laughs> care. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah follow just, us on Facebook. All you that can shit. email us, and yep. we'd love your input and ideas and whatever. So yeah, um, but yeah, we got a we got a very special episode planned next week. We got a guest. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll bring them that on for a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't get to, but we're very excited to bring you guys that content next week. Um, got a lot of work to do on it still, but you know, keep chugging along. And we just want to thank you for uh, for tuning in every yeah. week or every other week or every third week or forever many episodes you have. So yeah, we really appreciate it. It means the world to us because yep. this is something that we put a lot of ourselves into and yep. hope to be able one day to put more of ourselves into. So yep. All right. right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. As always, I am Cam. This is Evan. And uh, you've been listening to Left Unread. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. jar of piss into your ass.